Investigating the Fermi Paradox with Jonathan Jong. I'm just an ordinary guy. I've been working at the JPL since 1999. Before that, I'm a postdoc at McGill University in Canada. Then I did my degree in Toronto. Currently, I'm a scientist at JPL. And introducing special guest, William Rowden. I'm a former co-worker of Lance's with lifelong interest in science fiction and science. This series started in episode 133. Another question shocked us is we tested all the parameters. Then we found nothing can change the patterns. The most influential parameter is the self-destruction rate. Based on our literature search, the self-destruction is not zero, because lots and lots of papers say that, okay? And all life is see dinosaurs, okay? You see many life sooner or later is going to be gone, okay? So people think the self-destruction rate is not zero, okay? So we tested Again, it's a random simulation. The self-destruction rate, let's say it's very low, 0.0001, okay, to see what happened. Then we gradually increase until 0.01, 0.1. We found this makes dramatic changes of the result. So we think the self-destruction rate is, is very important. So we, I had a feeling the reason we have a Fermi paradox is because the self-destruction rate. If the self-destruction rate is zero, let's say, there must be civilizations much older than us, okay? Then they have enough time to develop technologies to visit us. But it's silent because probably the lifetime is not long. The, the controlling factor to determine the lifetime is our last figure, figure four, is you will see that, is the self-destruction rate. Because the self-destruction rate, although it's small, but what we assimilate is billions of years, like the lottery ticket. Even if it's very small, after billions of years, sooner or later, you'll be gone. <laughs> you'll be dead. And so, so that's shocked us a lot. We try to check the code to run a different way simulation. We come back to the conclusion, you know, the self-destruction rate. The civilization in the galaxy not much older than us. Maybe majority is younger than us. This is because of something. That's probably the answer of Fermi paradox. You see us, we, we are not able to travel to the stars. It takes another 200 years, maybe a few hundred years to develop technology to travel to the nearest stars. Mm. Okay. That's why Steve Hawking think we don't have time. Steve Hawking even think we only can survive another 200 years. Hmm. Maximum is 1,000. Hmm. Okay. So that strikes me a lot. This is uh, not in the realm of science anymore because uh, earthlings are still behave like children. 
they hate each other, person to person. I disagree with you, so you are my enemies, you know, to fight. Not even that. Country to country behave like kids, although they are neighbors, okay? Let's say this country said, okay, we believe this. Mm. <laughs> we believe this God, okay? Mm. That country disagree. We believe that God. Okay, so fight. Yeah. Okay. Fight, you know, I have a weapon. I have a stick. My God, I have a bigger stick. <laughs> so, so they put all the monies, the majority of their budget yeah. to develop weapons. Okay, that's another thing. You know, every year you see some countries, you see Russia, you see China, you know, there's a parade. Okay. When the parade happens, you see thousands of people marching through the squares, carry weapons. Okay. They even use truck to tow the big missiles carry, you know, in the parade. Right. Then you'll see the people feel proud. Wow, parade. Wow, proud. I don't understand this because uh, they are carrying weapons in the parade. The weapons for what? Weapons for killing people. Yeah. Why? Where does the proud come from? I just don't understand. But this is the human nature. I think we are in danger. We are walk towards the extinction. You know, we are we are trying to kill ourselves. So the self-destruction rate is not low, in my opinion, mm. because of these problems. In every instance, uh, even in the politics, you know, people hate each other. You know, let's say two people or two, 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 two parties. Mm. When they argue, okay, they only look at their bad things, not good things. You know, every people had good things, bad things, okay? Even me, you know, I, I, I have good part, bad part, you know. But in the politics, people only accuse you the bad things and forgot about good things, okay? So that's why, you know, country to country is maybe the same. Yeah. So that said, our civilization is works towards extinction. If uh, sooner or later because of that. Especially when so, the technology is more advanced, we have uh, means to do that. So I have a question about that. This wasn't clear to me from the paper. Uh, it's clear that you think the probability of self-annihilation is the one that your model is most sensitive to. Yes. Um, it wasn't clear to me when reading it that that was also the one that was, I'm going to say, hardest, right? Robin Hanson has this idea of a great filter, and there's these filters that uh, life has to get through. And you've walked us through the formation of sun, stars and Earth-like planets, and then yeah. abiogenesis, and then the length of time for intelligence to involve, mm -hmm. and then this one. So it sounds like from what you're saying that you also think that's the hardest, like that's the one where you life has the lowest probability of sort of getting through that step or staying. Is that true? Okay. Hardest, I mean the, the largest uncertainties because we don't know how to pick the rate. Uh, the PANN, that probability we don't know. Even the ambiogenesis. Okay, ambiogenesis, people think, you know, the grid filter is about ambiogenesis, you know, inorganic matter passing through that grid filter, you know, to form the DNA, RNA, that's a grid filter. Yes, I agree that ambiogenesis is the hardest, but we know some answers, okay? That's equation number five. That's a lot of research, okay, 
to, to say that. And we know the probability is not zero, otherwise we are not here. So the ambiogenesis is probably from the scientific point of view, that's the hardest, okay? But the self-destruction rate, all we did is guess to do some test, okay? Now, if there's a no Fermi paradox, okay, we don't, we don't have clues, okay? We don't know, we, we, we know nothing. But because of Fermi paradox, that seems to provide an explanation to the Fermi paradox, I think in a reasonable way. The reason there's a Fermi paradox is because civilization destroyed themselves before they developed technology to visit stars. So I say that hardest is the it's not purely scientific. We can guess what is the rate of self-destruction. Uh, so you're saying when you look yeah. at the rate of life arising, we, we yeah. obviously arose, so it's got to be yeah. non-zero. Right. Um, and then you look at the sort of great silence that we yeah. uh, hear when we point our radio telescopes at the sky, then the yeah. factor that's most likely to explain that silence, you think, is this probability yeah. of self-destruction. Yeah. Yeah. The self-destruction, I agree, the probability may not be very high, but even it's very low, like 0.1, then you have conclusion. The majority of civilizations younger than us, probably none older than us. And that's from the mathematics, from the statistics. There are so many uncertainties. Another thing is besides the nuclear war, you know, and uh, things like that, and uh, climate change. The climate change is uh, another uncertainties. I'm doing the climate research, although there's a, and so nobody can say is 100% is going to happen. Okay. Maybe even as low as 5%, the climate change in 100 years will be to the point that it will destroy the civilizations. Maybe the chance is very low, but still there's a chance. When I talk to students, you know, I give an example. Let's go to the airport and we are buying an air ticket. If the people in the counter tell you, wow, this airplane, 5% chance to crash, you're scared, okay? So even the global warming chances, some politicians say, wow, this is chances low. Even this 5% chance, we got to be serious because we are only non-civilizations in the galaxy, you know? 5% chance is a big number, you know? You just said we're the only... Uh, no, oh, no one's civilization. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only only civilization we know. Yes, Correct. In the yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Why don't you go ahead and talk about the conclusions of your paper? Because it talks about topology of the galaxy mm-hmm. and the time frame. Yeah, I guess that's about it. Those are two unique features to me that you brought up with this paper that I've never seen before. We have the galaxy models, okay? We have the star formation models. Not only models, we have a lot of observation to prove that, okay? We have a lot of knowledge. We know what is the mean sequence stars and so on. Besides that, the most important parameter, I mean, those parameters somewhat not very known much is three, okay? So we have to play the game, okay? Like random games. 
first is probability of ambiogenesis. Okay, so we have to through. Okay, that's equation number five. We have to play the games. And another is evolution time, the time needed for the intelligence to appear. Okay, this we also play. You know, it's like uh, another parameters. The third is self-destruction rate. Okay, the probability of self-destructions. So in a computer game, you know, uh, our model is that those three parameters we play random. Okay, it's called Poisson processes. Besides that, every other thing is objective. Uh, is we have literatures to back up even the rate of supernova and distribution of supernovas, and we have observations. Right. It's the 22nd century, and although there's no faster-than-light drive, governments and religious organizations fund voyages by giant ships that spend multiple generations in voyage to Earth-like exoplanets. Young Arcady feels blessed to be born aboard the ship when he did because the ship will soon reach its destination and it will happen during his lifetime. But he's heartbroken that instead of being trained as a pilot, he is stuck training to be a farmer because those skills are more important for creating their civilization and completing the abandonment of Earth and the troubles they left behind. But once their ship makes planetfall, the strife left behind a millennia ago resurfaces, starting with the murder of his sister. After the mysterious disappearance of other generation ships, Arcady now, an officer of the Space Force, suspects that someone close to him is killing his people. This murder investigation Space Opera is a novelette by Lancer Kind and it's called Memories Victims. It is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble's Nook. Open up your podcast player and check out the show notes that came with the show and you will see links in there that are about the matters we've talked about. For example, you'll find a link to the paper that was authored by Shang Tai of San Diego High School, Corona, California. Jonathan H. Zhang, Jet Propulsion Laboratory, California Institute of Technology, Pasadena, California. Kirsten A. Fay. She's also of JPL. Yuk L. Yung. Division of Geological and Planetary Sciences, California Institute of Technology, Pasadena, California. And you'll find other things like references and links to Fermi Paradox and anything else that we talk about in the show, I put it in there so you can have the details. If you don't have the show notes and you're not using a podcast player, go back to the website where you downloaded this MP3. If you're like my friend Lori and you missed the first episode, go find the archive by typing in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive. And from there, search for episode 133. Next episode, more Jonathan Zhang from JPL. Density. 
of the civilization intelligent density widely distributed in terms of the space and time. Okay, it's about 4 kbc from the center and 8 billion years from the beginning.